Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your pals. It's your buddies, Steve Spears. And B-Rab. And today we return with a long-forgotten feature called 80s News Now. So we're back, and I don't think... I can't even remember the last time we did one of these shows. I know. I'm kind of proud of us for that, because it was a crutch for a while, I felt like. It was like. a crutch. Uh, but, you know, here's the deal. Like, a lot of weird things have happened over the last three or four days. Some happy things, some sad things, some... We don't know whether it's happy or sad just yet. And so we right. thought, rather than try to... Um, Turn them into separate shows or just, you know, give you something about albums from 1987. We thought, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll resurrect this old lady. Yeah, see if she still has any mileage mm-hmm. left in her. We, we, got, we got some appetizers, but we don't quite have an entree. So we made you an appetizer right. platter. It's not a poo-poo yeah, exactly. platter. No, it's just an appetizer platter. Might be later. I can't vouch for that. But uh, Oh, and also th- this, uh, this show has the distinction of being the very first uh, podcast I've recorded in the new lair, the new mm-hmm. Spears lair. Well, it's good to break it in with an 80s news now. It's like a, a old friend. Kirk, you're still alive, my old friend. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, so there won't be as many sound effects of trucks rumbling by outside my window. Um, I'm Three times quiet, as many more cat co- scratches. Yeah, that's that's quite possible. The cat seems to love the new place. So I think it's going to turn out great. Um, so you know the shtick with uh, 80s news now. We have a couple of uh, newsy topics that we'll bring up. We'll we'll tell you what we think about them, and then we'll move on to some fun little seggies. Sound pretty good? Oh, I love this idea. Let's do it. Before we get to the news, I just wanted to drop in one last plug for HelloFresh. Uh, they're the new sponsor of the Stuck in 80s podcast. HelloFresh delivers fresh, tasty meals that can be cooked in 30 minutes or less right to your doorstep. How tasty? How do these recent menu items sound? Crispy chicken parmesan salad with spinach and roasted potatoes. Mm. Seared steak with creamy chipotle pan sauce and potato hash. Or, for breakfast, bacon apple breakfast flatbreads. Mm. The recipes are all carefully created by two full-time registered dietitians, so you know they're healthy and balanced. And because you listen to Suck in the 80s, you can get $30 off your first order just by using the promo code RADICAL30. That's $30 off HelloFresh. 
Just use the uh, code RADICAL30. It's at HelloFresh.com. Brad and I are both happy customers of HelloFresh, and we know you will be too. Now on with the news. Well, U2 has been almost manic in their desire to keep moving forward, trying new things, and new sounds. Earlier this year, they announced a short tour to celebrate the 30th anniversary of their 1987 global smash hit album, The Joshua Tree. Steve, they've got 21 dates in North America, 12 in Europe, and they're about maybe a third of the way through the North American leg. Oh, my God. So you saw them, right? Yeah, I went uh, Sunday night. Katie and my son and I went to see them at the Rose Bowl, and it was pretty magical. Now, it was sold out, I presume. Um, there were tickets available. I know you could get oh, tickets. Really? I'm not sure if it was all on the second. I don't know. It might. They may have only been on the secondary market. It's so hard to tell now. You go on yeah, Ticketmaster, yeah. and it's like, Good you can point. buy this ticket. I don't know who you're buying it from. Um, I actually I had a friend who had a, a, an extra general admission ticket for the floor, and he managed to sell it at the gate to some guy for forty bucks. So forty bucks, jeez, yeah. yeah. He's just trying to move it at that point. They're coming through Tampa, and I'm skipping it because I just I can't stand stadium tours. But you had a good time at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, we had a great time. You know, they kind of set the stage with uh, some stuff from before Joshua Tree. They played a little bit shorter pre set than they have in other nights but uh definitely got uh pride in the name of love which was a big sing-along you know everyone's kind of hmm along and it was kind of fun <laughs> the, the stadium kind of getting into it yeah um so and that kind of sets the stage they're out on a little kind of mini second stage out kind of halfway out into the audience on the floor and then they retreat to the main stage for uh to play the joshua tree which they play in in its entirety uh, you know, head to tail, like like you were listening to it at home only live. Was it? Were the tracks in the same order? Yeah, yeah. So, and it was. Uh, you know, I'm with you on the stadium tours in general. I'm not a big fan of stadium tours, but they did such a good job of making it somehow feel like a smaller venue somehow i mean and part of it i mean we were about as far away as you could get we were in the seventh row from the top at the back of the rose bowl but they have this 80 foot high um projection screen that they've got and it's not just a camera shot of bono singing it's all this multimedia stuff that's going up behind them while they're performing that just it really kind of adds to the the presentation i mean they've always been good at that right and it's always been something that they've they've really nailed and i think that the the last year's innocence and experience tour the the set for that was just ungodly but uh this was pretty amazing they just they don't skimp on the theatrics they they've got that part pretty well figured out it was great. I mean, the kind of my, my pros and cons list, the, the pros, the theatrical aspect of it, uh, that was really great. It was kind of like you were watching a big music video. Uh, other good things, it's the Joshua Tree in its entirety. You know, you're going to get to hear yeah. some tracks that you just don't ever hear. I know you're not a huge fan, Steve, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> How Red can Hill you be wrong with an opinion? Red Hill Mining so you've managed somehow. Red Hill Mining Town, they've never played live. I mean, much is made of that. It's a cool song, so that was fun to hear that. Uh, Trip Through Your Wires, that's another one I really like that you just don't hear very often. So that was cool. Um, yeah. I, 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 love, I love Me the Edge. You know, oh my gosh, I love listening to him play guitar, so that was great. Yeah, I, I, I know this whole thing lately is these, these 
bands coming through and playing an album in the in their entirety. I I've only seen it happen once. I saw Cindy Lauper do the She's So Unusual thirtieth uh, anniversary or whatever fortieth anniversary uh, yeah. tour for that, and it was interesting. But then you also realize, wow, there's like four songs she didn't play because she had to play those five songs from the album that we never heard of in the first place. It, but it but I, get, I give you that Joshua Tree is not just any album. I mean, it's one of the more important albums of the eighties. Yeah. And I, I'm still a little surprised that they did it because like I said, at the top there, you two doesn't look backwards very much, um, or they don't seem to like to. Um, so other things I liked about it. So if you go to the, this is, I'd never been to an event at the Rose bowl, but if you come in from the North, they park you on the golf course next to the Rose bowl. Not, so, not on the not on the greens or anything. On the greens. On uh, the well, greens. We we're on the we we're on the fairway. I was parked on the fairway. Yeah, it's great. So we were all set. They warn you, you know, it's going to be a nightmare. Get there early. So we're like, okay, we'll get some food. We'll tailgate. And I'm thinking we're going to be sitting in the asphalt parking lot tailgating. No, we're on the grass underneath some trees. It was really nice. <laughs> Having a great time. So uh, brought the clubs. Of course. Yeah, yeah. The backside of that was getting out of that golf course wasn't. Just insane afterwards, but yeah, that's okay. It's, you know, buy the so, ticket, take so, the ride. So, what were some of the downsides of the concert? What were they, some of the cons? Well, I, the the cons, I think, again, you said a little bit about earlier the the Joshua Tree in its entirety. I don't really. Well, there are probably five or ten people in the stadium who are really excited to hear Mothers of the Disappeared live, but eh, you know, okay, you know, it's on the album. I guess you got to play it. I wasn't that excited about that. And there were a couple of places where I felt like Bono's voice was just, it was a little reedy. It seemed like it was a little weak, not as strong as it could have been. He got it all back for the big ballads. You know, he was belting it out when he needed to. But, um, like, for instance, on Running to Stand Still, they did this really stripped down arrangement, and his voice just seemed a little thin, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, he's not getting any younger. Um, so that that was a little and and Katie who saw them on the Innocence and Experience tour last year with my son she said the same thing she said he just didn't sound as strong as he did on that tour oh oh that's so. right because she went with him last year not you right yeah yeah at the last minute it's like okay yeah you go uh, and they had a great time so that was kind of you know those those I will call those I'll put those in the small quibbles things more than anything I really I wanted running to stand still to be a better performance and so I was really kind of focusing on that and when it wasn't great I was like mm. but uh, the rest of it the set was good um, they did bad uh, you know we didn't get a sort of homecoming with mo- which most other stops have gotten yeah but um, I mean the thing is it was such a cool experience to be there with my son. You know, in 1987 at the Joshua Tree tour at the Coliseum, I was 19 and I was so excited to see them. And in 2017, I got to take my son, who is 18, to see them play the Joshua Tree. Uh, you know, it was it was a neat kind of pass the baton moment, if you will, yeah. to be able to just kind of share looks with him and you know, like, oh my gosh, can you believe they're doing this? You know, that was <laughs> it was cool. It was really great. You know, did, did you buy concert T-shirts? Of course. Did they have the original ones from the original tour? They did not do that. No, ah, they must have bet on that one if you ask me. But yes, my son and I did end up with matchy matchy tour t-shirts. Did oh. he wear his to school the next day? Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> yes, he yes. did. And I asked him if anybody else had one on. He's like, "Oh no." It was a lot of fun. It was something I'll never forget. Again, mainly being there with my son kind of cranked the emotional resonance up a few clicks. 
Um, they closed with a song off their upcoming album, which, you know, Ooh. I get it. I, again, they're, you know, they're trying to emphasize that this isn't all they're doing. You know, they have other things going on. And you stayed. You stayed till the very end. You, you didn't absolutely. You didn't duck out early. Well, we were, you know, parked on that golf course. We knew it was going to take us forever to get out of there anyway. Yeah, I think. So. I think them playing that song off the new album was that was a hint to everyone, like you know, grab your purse. Well, the, back. Night, the night before they closed with "I Will Follow," so we were all oh. kind of hoping we'd get that. But no, I, such I, give him, luck. I give them credit because not every band does that anymore. I mean, some bands these days, you know, like Rush, for example, when they tour, it is the same set every single night without any yeah. variation whatsoever, as far as I can tell. Yeah. But it's kind of cool to me that you two at least mixes it up. So I agree, and it seemed like they were kind of like the first night they played MLK um, in the set, and that got replaced with bad on subsequent nights, which I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And it's kind yeah, of, it's moved around me. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Moved around a little bit. So to sum it up, I will, I will quote our good friend and sage of the eighties, Ferris Bueller. If you have the means, I highly recommend it. Very cool. Let's move on. I heard the best of the best. were going to be back here. So, uh... baby, baby, this could be complicated. You know, on the first one, I crashed and burned. And the second? I don't know. But, uh, it's looking good so far. Maverick is ready to buzz the tower again. Actor Tom Cruise announced this week that work will begin as early as next year on Top Gun 2. Great balls of fire. Uh, Brad, good idea or bad idea? And did you ever think we would actually be talking about this seriously again? Uh, you know, I think this was covered about five years ago. And I I don't know. I mean, okay, yes. Am I allowed to be somewhat skeptical about it? I just think this I, is... I think it's almost expected that you would be. I, I am skeptical of it. I, you know, if it gets written, it's going to be. I can tell you what the plot is already. Um, Tom Cruise will be a grizzled old instructor whose students are all drone pilots now. Ooh. I guess the news popped out in Australia where uh, Cruise was promoting his new movie, Mummy, which we will not be seeing. He told the uh, news host at the morning TV station that uh, a sequel to the 1986 movie is, quote, definitely happening. Uh, following it up with this interesting sentence, it's true, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start filming it probably in the next year. I know it's happening. It's definitely happening. You're the first person I've said this to. Here's um, the word that troubles me the most in that sentence. Probably. Probably going to film prob- it in the next probably year. Probably in the next year. Yeah, Everything else he says, it's it, followed by it's definitely happening. Yeah, I'm keying on on the probably. Like when people say actually, when people use the word actually to me, I know they're lying to me. No, Brad, I'm actually, I actually gave him $20. And I'm actually going to unpack some boxes tonight after we record this podcast. Yeah, I, I'm starting to warm up to your theory now. This project's been long rumored. I know we've talked about it before in the podcast. Uh, Val Kilmer has gone on the record before saying he's already signed on. Uh, he was on Twitter today saying, you know, I told you so. Um, so, you know. <laughs> We'll see. I I look forward to it. I mean, I, I will I see it in the theaters? Yes, only probably because we will have to do a podcast about it. But other than that, it sounds like uh, fodder for uh, uh, Netflix. So so stay yeah, tuned. No kidding. Well, I have to say, if uh, if Val Kilmer, aka Chris Knight from 
real genius says it's a thing, then I guess I better get my act together and get on board. I'll be on the <laughs> flight line if you need me, Spearsy. In the meantime, we're moving on to item number three. As James Bond to the entire 80s generation has passed away. Roger Moore, who played the British agent in seven 007 films, has died at the age of 89. Uh, the news was announced this week. Uh, BBC News reported that the family had tweeted out a statement saying that the actor died after a, quote, short but brave battle with cancer, unquote. Mm. Um, Thank you, Pops, for being you and for being so special to so many people, the statement said. With the heaviest of hearts, we must share the awful news that our father, Sir Roger Moore, passed away today. We are all devastated, unquote. Yes, we are all devastated. I remember hearing it thinking and then seeing his age going, there's no way Roger Moore is at 89 years old. Yeah, yeah. I would have, if you'd made me guess his age, I would have said 75-ish. But uh, he was pretty old when. Well, he was he was old when he started. Not old. He was older when he started the role. And by the time yeah. he finished with View to a Kill, isn't he the sixties in View to a Kill? Maybe he was old. He couldn't move in a View to a yeah. Kill. Watch those fight sequences, and he's standing in one place, and the bad guys are coming in because his hip is so bad. Right. Right. Well, I mean, when I was writing a, a short blog item about it the other day, I was looking up his film credits on IMDb.com, which is the source for anything when you're researching an actor. And Roger Moore's first film credits came in 1945. Oh, wow. Was he in a propaganda film? No, it's like there was two movies that year. Vacation from Marriage. That's a emotion I'm in touch with. And another one called Caesar and Cleopatra. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Well, gosh, yeah. I mean, he was a TV guy for most of the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Persuader, uh, The Saint. Uh, Have you ever seen any of the episodes of The Saint? No, it's pretty no, funny. but I want it's to. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. When did you first remember seeing him? Was it as was was it as James Bond? As James Bond, absolutely, as James Bond. Which movie though? Which movie? Uh, the first movie I saw him in was probably The Spy Who Loved Me. But For Your Eyes Only is the one that I always kind of think of as the quintessential uh, Roger Moore Bond movie, just because I saw it so many times. Yeah, you know, it was one of those movies that was on Cinemax and HBO nonstop. Yeah, for sure. I I know the first movie I saw him in was I think he was in the theater. It was and it was Moonraker. Okay. And then I th- at some point early on I saw The Spy Who Loved Me and I might be getting my timeline screwed up because you know between uh, HBO and television and and uh, and other options like in the early late 70s early 80s it's kind of hard to get them the, the transition exactly right. But definitely, you know, for your eyes only, Octopussy, which is probably to me one of my least favorite ones. 
But I, well, um, that's the thing when you look at that list, it's pretty uneven. I mean, Live and Let Die. I really like Live and Let Die. Man yeah. with the Golden Gun is just it's dippy. Eh, it's just dippy. Yeah. Spy Who Loved Me, pretty good. Moonraker, really bad. Really bad. For your eyes only, again, a sentimental favorite. Octopussy. <laughs> I've never seen Octopussy. Really? Yeah, never you're not seen much. Great and theme a song. To a kill, yeah, and a view to a kill. Again, the best thing about that is uh, probably the theme song. Yeah, uh, you know, actually, I can't. No, I shouldn't say that. The bad guy is really good in that too. Christopher Walken. Christopher yeah. Walken. Oh, delicious. Well, the thing, the thing is, I, I don't like a view to a kill the song because to me, I can't separate it from the movie. Like I, I just, to me, they're both in the same camp. I'm like, ah. Of course, Duran Duran did a uh, uh, a song for James Bond, but why did it have to be the worst movie? She drives me nuts. They still play it live, but you know, I, still people still love it. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm starting to get the feeling that we're sounding a lot like Boo Birds on this podcast. Like we, right. we haven't liked anything yet, which is let's, which let's, is starting to freak me out. Let's get back to Roger Moore here. Let's yeah. get back to Roger Moore. He owned that role for the '80s. Sure, I mean, he he is Bond to to our people in so he many is. ways. He should be anyway. He and he, what's what's cool about him too is he didn't like throw aside his movie career in the eighties for for James Bond. He he still recorded the, the Sea Wolves, Sunday Lovers, Cannonball Run, I mean, friggin' <laughs> yeah, Cannonball well, he, Run. Basically, plays himself in Cannonball yeah, Run, but, but it is really funny. Well, it's funny that you say that because I, you know in one of the obituaries that I read, he was interviewed about how much of. Roger Moore is inside of James Bond or how much of James Bond is inside of Roger Moore. And he said, um, quote, my James Bond wasn't any different to my saint or my persuader or anything else I've done. I've just made everything that I play look like me and sound like me. Nicely done. Nicely done. You know what else would be nicely done right now? The The Seggies. Oh, here we go. Reader mailbag. And we have a really interesting one this week. Um, Gary and Gilroy, our old buddy, uh, loved the story about my mom from the Mother's Day episode so much that he has a little kind of spoken word stuff here. Yeah. He basically has rewritten the words to uh, Bruce Springsteen's glory days. Um, Is it true, Steve, that you're going to sing this? I'm going to. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going uh, to speak it in time as we try okay, to lay in lay some music in the background. We're going to lay down a track later. This yeah, is how right. the pros do it right here. DJ, drop, a, drop me a beat. I knew a friend who was quite the player back in college days. This is painful. He could throw a line to the ladies and surely reel them in, boy. Then he'd Take them out for some suds and a slice, then take them to the local soak and poke. (laughs) (laughs) Make splishy splashy till he got his feel. And when it was all over, slept like a baby till his mom got the bill. Oh, glory days. (laughs) Yeah, those those days passed me by, that's for sure. I really like the line, soak and poke. That's great. That could be the autobiography title for me. We haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah. Um, thanks, Gary. It's nothing like. Um, d- please don't let my mom hear that. She's still. I, I, I'm not going to ever bring up that subject to her again. Clearly, it still strikes a chord with her. So, as always, we love your uh, emails. Just send them to podcast at sit80s.com. 
What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, but the sound of the gong must be time for mystery movie moment. Um, we will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. And if you can get it right, you're entered into the drawing for some swag. Most likely either the rubber band, rubber bracelet, silicon band, silicon bracelet. Don't one of those uh, that says stuck in 80s on it. Or maybe a bottle opener. I think that the trucker hats are all spoken for. God only knows, though, what I'll uncover when I start unboxing all my uh, stuff here in the lair. Maybe I'll find some other worthy items to give away. So did you get to that point right before you moved where you were just, like, throwing anything that happened to be on on the surface in front of you into a box? And now you're like, what the hell is in this box? Yeah, for like the first two weeks, you're packing everything real carefully, and towards the last, yeah, the last day, everything. you're last day you're throwing everything into a garbage bag and throwing it in the back of your truck, <laughs> shoveling it into like throwing it down the trash chute into your car. Yep, that's exactly what happened. And and the funny thing is, I mean, uh, not funny, terrifying. It's funny to us. <laughs> uh, my all my prescription meds, you know, of which because I'm a, a fully oh, grown geez. adult. I have a fair number that I have to take every day, six pills actually. And um for various conditions. Well, cholesterol, high blood pressure, everything. All the normal stuff, nothing weird. Nearsightedness, uh, farsightedness, yes. too short, too tall, too hairy. Hysterical pregnancy. Um <laughs> so um so I threw all those in a bag and did not label it. And so literally for two days I had no pills. I'm, I'm, just, I'm picturing you emptying the bottles into a bag and throwing the bottles away. It's, it was not all that much unlike that. And so literally it was the last box we looked at finally had the pills and I was able to, to live to record this podcast. Thank goodness. Better living through chemistry, boys and girls. Exactly. Better living through chemistry. We live in a blessed world. Um, pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. You're very clever, don't you? Trying to sweep the poor little widow under the carpet? Well, think again. Yes, that's Mommy Dearest, um, which we did on Mother's Day. How appropriate. I think a lot no of people cut our podcasts. Because that. that's, a, that's a movie we don't actually ever quote, ever, for good reason. Um, but some it's people terrifying. got it. Brad, read the winners. Winners this week include Todd in Minnesota, Jay Swash in Beaver Creek, James in Indy, Canuck in Cali, Marie in Bradenton, Eric the 16-bit kid Barube from London, Ontario, Tim and Toadsuck, Ryan the Pirate, 8-bit Johnny from Detroit, Brock in North Dakota, Ron Raymond Jr., your main benevolent 80s overlord, and that's the last name. Pay attention. I should have put an and in there. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. God. Is our co-pilot? Huh? Remember our car? Yeah. Two seats? Two seats. Where's he going to sit? If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. And tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, uh, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Uh, you know the drill. We will play a snippet of a song this time, and the song, uh, if you know it, you write us, glory is yours forever. Pay attention. Uh, here was the clip from our last show. Yeah, did you get that, Brad? Did you, did you know that one? No idea. Uh, that's obviously uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus. <laughs> no. It is a band I'm not willing to reveal yet because nobody got it right. Nobody. Was it Tricky by Run DMC? It was not. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play you another clip from the same song. It's not obscure. It's not an obscure band. 
Um, people who might be going to 80s in the sand or the 80s cruise might be a song you'd hear on that cruise or Ooh, that trip. That's a major that's hint a, right there. It's a major hint. So there you go. It narrows it down. Not for 80s in the sand, it doesn't narrow it down because 80s in the sand has like 15 bands <laughs> that's playing. That's true. That's true. I think 15 or 20. It's, 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 there is a lot of music for that trip. Um, and uh, don't forget that you know we do have um, promo codes for that at, at sit80s.com. Here's another clip from that same song from this infamous band. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. Don't disappoint us again, people. Don't disappoint us. Okay, Steve, it's time for your favorite part of the show. Right? Are you ready to do it? Oh, yeah. Come on, Popeye oh, yeah, Arms. Ready. You can do it. <laughs> you mystery movie moment people are lucky out because you're uh, not having to compete with the an open team. field. In an open field. Going to land on 8-Bit Johnny from Detroit. You are the winner. Amazing. Uh, send us your snail mail address, and uh, we will get something out to you. Did we mention 80s cruise and, and the 80s and the, uh, sand trips? They're both still coming up. The 80s in the sand is in November. Um, Richard Blade from Serious First uh, Wave will be there. Um, a couple bands that I would mention, except for the fact that it might help you too much with this week's uh, mystery tune. And then the 80s cruise. And we're down to like we're down to just like a handful of cabins left, for I understand. Um, oh yeah, wow. Yeah, so you, if you're going to make a move on it, if you're waiting for that glorious like bogo sale, I don't think that's going to happen for you this year. Yeah, those Rick Springfield fans came yeah. in hot and hard. They did. <laughs> Jeez, so that's his uh, title of his autobiography. In any Unauthorized case, passes of the tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we really hope you join us. Um, I am going to, one of these days, start working on the trivia questions again. If you are listening to the movie clips and the mystery TV theme song clips and stuff like that, I guarantee you, you'll hear them again in our trivia sessions on these at these two events. So because you know, we are lazy. <laughs> because we are, if nothing else, the laziest people around. Plus, we want to reward you for listening. That's really what oh, it is. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Of course. How foolish yes. I was. I feel bad. I feel like we've had a bad attitude this whole podcast. And we should. Really? I'm sorry. I think I'm just in a, I'm I'm just moody. I blame so. myself. I'm in a weird place this week. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah, you are. You have your kids graduating soon. Yeah. You have your mother-in-law coming in soon. Yeah, mom and mother-in-law in the same space. I missed out on my niece's uh, graduation today over in Tampa because I, I had to work. I had to relaunch a website today. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's folk, the, the whole website's about how to kill deer and turkeys, and that had to take precedence over going and seeing my niece graduate, so I'm kind of upset about that. But they'll be here in Orlando next week, so that'll be cool. They get, they get to see that they'll be the first visitors to the lair. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, which means I, I mean, have a lot of Memorial Day's coming up. Yeah. yeah, I got to do a lot of work between now and then. I have to hang up all my uh, 80s posters and stuff like that. It'll be fun. Uh, in the meantime, like Brad said, if you have a chance to see you 2 in concert, uh, by all means, try to, do, try to do it. It seems like they're getting rave reviews from everybody. Uh, and in the meantime, myself, B-Rad, The Edge, and Bono, we remain here, at least for this week, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wagering.